Della Vadova. Prigioni with the steal. Hawes trying to beat him off the dribble. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Pricky Small Spot. I am one of the co-hosts, Steve Thomas, oh, with Logan DeBiro and Nicholas Dogilo. Gentlemen, good afternoon. How are y'all? What up, what up, what up? Pretty good. How you doing? You know, I just got back from work. I worked a day shift today, and uh, come back, you hear some, <laughs> hear some hoo-ha uh, in the Twitterverse <laughs> from some random Utah um uh, radio hosts about Donovan Mitchell trades getting done and quote unquote, it's going to be a haul. So uh, that's on our um, agenda today. We have Donovan Mitchell trade talks and ideas. Uh, ideally, if he's not going to the Knicks, other places. And we have um, Nick, do you want to, do you want to reference what we're going to talk about with your, your new title for your segment? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we kind of did this a, l- a little bit last pod I was on. Uh, it's now officially titled the Dogs Dream Sheet of Contention, where we're going to go through the teams that, you know, made the playoffs and kind of talk about what they need to do, go from where they finish to a, you know, title contender, maybe like finals favorite or like just a, a large enough improvement to get them in that kind of discussion. Wait, wait. Are we doing the playing teams, too? We, I was uh, not going to do it, but we can if you want. It's kind of like they're so far away from contention. Like they're going to need to like, yeah, like you're really oh rehaul the whole team. You know what I'm saying? I know how you guys feel about the playing, so <laughs> 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 you don't really. Hey, listen, the 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 Hawks were a playing team, technically, yeah. technically, but they, they also they made it out of that. So yeah, that's why I I, I kept them. All right, technically, so were the Nets. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh. Yeah. We can start with the Donovan Mitchell trade idea. So obviously today we um I sent you guys like maybe an hour or so ago or close to an hour uh that um uh, trade rumor that well random rumor about uh Donovan Mitchell t- deal being um announced and so called these two uh Utah radio hosts stating they had a source saying it was going to be done and it was going to be an overhaul. Obviously, um, we haven't heard anything from any of the main beat reporters. I haven't heard anything from Tony Jones, who has a pretty good um, heartbeat on the uh, on the Jazz. He covers it for uh, the Jazz for the Athletic, and we haven't heard anything from like Fred Katz, Ian Begley, who've had their pulse on the Knicks for a good a good while. So I'll ask you guys this: um, I think it's I think can we come to an agreement that it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when Donovan Mitchell gets traded. Well, let's look in this first and then Nick, you can go. Yeah, I definitely think it's a matter of when. <clears throat> um, I mean, there's always room. They clearly look like they're trying to rebuild. They traded like Royce O'Neal for, what was it, a pick from Brooklyn yeah, right after right. the Gobert trade or around that time. So it's like they're definitely trying to rebuild. I think it is really a matter of when because like Mitchell could get traded like, you know, midseason or something for all we know. I think they're definitely trying to trade him, but like for the right price, or at least the right price in Danny Ainge's mind. My bad. No, you're good. Yeah, and I I love that last clarification because uh, it seems like after the Gobert trade, uh, you know, Danny Ainge is like going to like rebuild the team like, and prioritizing picks. He got a fucking haul of picks for, for Gobert, so it's just kind of finding the right package that makes Danny Ainge happy to move off Donovan and kind of like continue that kind of overhaul or rebuild uh, of the Utah Jazz. 
so yeah, like, like to answer your question more directly, it's a, it is a matter of when. It just doesn't seem like, based on the the return for the Gobert trade, that uh, Danny Ainge cares about winning at all this season. So why keep Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, I was about to uh, agree with that. I was gonna use um, the the trades, um, the trade for um, for Kevin Garnett and uh, uh, Paul Pierce as like a good example. Like he didn't get anything of significance except for like the unprotected picks. Like, right? Like this is what we're, this is Danny Ainge. This is the guy who goes out of his way to try to win deals. Although, granted, like. I don't know if you guys saw. Do you remember when they traded um, traded away Gordon Hayward to um, to the Hornets and they created a gigantic? Um, oh, it section? just expired. Yeah, so it yeah. just expired. Yeah. Did you know who they were trying to put in that exception? Who? Oh. The rumor is that it was supposed to be Giannis. Wow, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, I had heard. I was like, what? And I. I I don't know how that's the rumor that is it's a rain. I pretty, I saw it on TikTok. So you got to take it with a grain of salt and yeah. vinegar yeah. or whatever. But like that was like, that was like what, uh, what's it called? That's apparently what they wanted to fill it in. But then obviously that didn't go well. And Giannis signed the extension and then they were set with, you know, they took in Evan Fournier last year and they just let it expire. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So if if it's going to be us, if it's going to be the Knicks that trade for Donovan Mitchell, us, you, this Nick, do you have an ideal trade that you have in mind? It kind of depends because I I feel like I I have – I think there's kind of a few situations you can play out. One of them is like we had like a, a more immediate trade, you know, like within like the next week or so where, you know, like Leon and company, like just like throw in whatever Danny Ainge wants just to get the deal done before it starts, which will probably be more than I'm comfortable with. I, I think kind of this kind of narrative that's kind of on Nick's Twitter recently is kind of uh, we have a lot more leverage than I think the national media wants us to believe. Whereas Leon and company can just kind of wait out and kind of put the pressure on Danny Ainge to, trade Donovan Mitchell hopefully before the season or early in the season to kind of allow the Jazz to tank properly and get a higher pick. Uh, so at that point, hopefully we could, you know, wear down Danny Ainge and like get in fewer, throw in fewer picks. Like if you're asking like for like an ideal situation, I'd like of the young guys, the only ones I would want to throw in would be like IQ and, and uh, Cam Reddish and then maybe three or four picks. That'd be ideal for me. Plus like matching salary. I, but I, I think that would require us to wear down Danny Ainge. If you ask for like a trade right now, like I, I think the one you shared earlier would probably be more reasonable with like like six first round picks, IQ, Cam Reddish, McBride, Obi, you know, something like that would I think would be like a, would be the more realistic right now trade. But I, I, like I said, like I, I'd really like to see like try to wear down Danny Ainge and like put in fewer and fewer of those picks, fewer and fewer of those prospects. I wanted to interject before. Logan gives his ideal. I remember Begley saying that like it's gonna take till possibly August for this deal mm. to go down. So like I yeah, wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it keeps dragging on. So with that in mind, Logan, I'll ask you and ideally in your mind, what would be like the ideal trade for you? Is it pick pick oriented or is it young player oriented or is it a mix of both? 
it's definitely a mix of both. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't. I would say I would not trade Grimes. Um, I would mm-hmm. trade though quickly because, like, I think Nick was saying when we were talking before recording, like, it doesn't make sense that quickly if you have Brunson and Mitchell and Barrett. Um, as much as I love him on the team, he's probably right. going to be involved. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't Grimes and Toppin. I wouldn't touch um, if we're going to do picks. So I would do like like Fournier, Reddish, quickly. I guess I'll throw in McBride, and then I would do um, two first-round picks, like our first-round picks, unprotected, and then three of, like, what was it, like Detroit, Washington, and Dallas, like those first-round picks I would trade, too. But I wouldn't do more than five picks. Like, six picks is a lot. Right. I'm giving up all the picks. (laughs) (laughs) Only because I think if you – plus, if I'm going to do – if I'm going to give up the picks, I'll probably ask for swaps. And I knowing okay. that like that like those years obviously because of this uh, what is it the Steppen rule like you can't right, trade right. you can't trade in back to back years so you always right. have a pick every other year so like if the Knicks do considerably well they can always just trade down bro like they have had a, they have showed they have the propensity and the will clearly you can just judge it by their just their previous draft like a couple weeks ago that they have no problem going down and accumulating more and more draft capital whereas like now in today's nba guys are trying to get players now 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 whereas the knicks are like we can push it we can grab as much equity as we can we can grab as much draft capital as we can and start building and the thing is it's like how many how often do you get a chance to get like a I don't want to say superstar, but like how often do you get a chance to get a star and there's a possibility you could probably trade. You could probably dictate the terms of this trade eventually because there's nobody else who's got nowhere close to being the package that you have, you know? I also like, I like that you kind of specified star and not superstar. Cause I, I feel yeah. like a lot of this is getting lost in the conversation. It was like, where, who is Donovan Mitchell? Where does he rank among like the top players in, in the NBA? Like, what is he like a top 20 maybe mm. top 15 player like where where does he rank and like do, how does that he's impact a, what people are like throwing in for him i say he's definitely like top 20 right now but um <clears throat> he can definitely be like top 15 top 12 if like like if we do get him and then we make a really good playoff run and he has like a crazy year um mm. he can definitely be an arguably like a top 12 player like he's got that mm. potential what about you nick what do you think yeah i probably like like would rank him in the, like the 15 to like 18 area. But like, again, like if he like bounces back this season, like he's been, had, been really hit or miss on defense in Utah when like coming out of Louisville, everyone said like he was a defensive first prospect. So like seeing that turn around, that would, would help me maybe launch him closer to that, like top, like 10 to 12 range. But like, I'm, I'm not sure if he's ever going to be like a top 10 NBA player. And it feels like a lot of like the, the national media you know, is like treating him like that. And, you know, demanding we throw in more picks, more picks, more picks when he's not a Kevin Durant. He's not, you know, a Luka Doncic type player. He's just not that – he's not that – in that caliber of player. So, I, I maybe <clears> that <throat> can also play to our advantage in, in the training. Go bear, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys want to know something crazy about Donovan? He's never made an all-NBA team. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. that he should have, though. Right. Should have, would have, could have, bro. Yeah. Okay, but he's an all-NBA caliber player, though. You don't, you want. I'm not denying that, but like, but is he though? Because like that six, that six guards, wait, it's first, second, and third team, or is it just first and second? Uh, this first, second, and 
Uh, oh, wait, no. Damn, yeah. He's been an all-star for three. Let me look at all the teams. Yeah, there's there's three teams. So he would have to be a top six guard in the NBA to be an all-NBA. Well, top three in the in the West, in the conferences. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Not. What am I all, saying? All-NBA. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all-NBA. Yeah, you have to be a top six, yeah. A majority of the – Oh, shit, yeah. I mean, you have one. You have James Harden. You had um, Luka. I guess he had Clay because in the earlier part of Donovan's I'm career. I'm never putting him ever in an NBA all NBA team. Maybe 2015. That's about it. Steph or Clay? Clay. He was. He made a couple, didn't he? I think he, if he did, like Wait, let me look it up. Real quick. He made uh, two third teams. Mm, oh, third Thir- teams. Right. Two third yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's reasonable. I'm looking at what is it? I'm looking at 2020 to 21. It's uh. Yeah, Steph and Luca was like the backcourt. You have Damon, Chris Paul, and then Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving. I don't know. I mean, Ky- Kyrie had a really good year because what he had like 50, 40, 90 last season in 2020 or 20, but he didn't play much. And like, dude, Donovan Mitchell, Loki should have been in. He had what do you average? He averaged like 26 points. They were the one seed in the West. Like, I don't know. He should have gotten it last season. It is pretty crazy to me that like they were well, they were a number one seed at one point. Uh, they were one, one seed in the right? end of the year. They they finished like, as ended one as one seed. of the number ones. How do you not make yeah. like an all yeah, NBA team? Stupid. It can't be it's just one it's guy. A, it's a it should small, be it's a small market guy. team. That's why man. they don't have That's as much. Wild. Of, but yeah, but the thing is, they gave to Gobert though. Yeah, but okay, but he's like an anomaly on defense. Like that's yeah. different, you know. His competition is much less compared yeah. to Donovan Mitchell's. I agree, but they, <laughs> there is a, something called an all de- all defensive team. He could have just made. Rudy that. didn't get he, all NBA team, did he? I'm pretty sure he did. Hold on, I, I have like a year over Towns and Jokic and Embiid. Oh, there's no way Towns would have gotten it. I, I uh, mean, Gobert has gotten third team four times. And second, oh, he's gotten uh, third team three times, second team once. Told oh my you. god, he's got he's a four time all NBA center. This what? is what I'm talking about. This 20, is like 20 to 21. There's no way. See, I think that's also what the Knicks are gonna probably use in their favor. They're gonna be like, listen, right? Like, I don't care about like you. He's that Donovan Mitchell's been an all the all-star three times. Like he hasn't yet to make an all NBA team, and he, they were right. you guys were a number one seed at one point. Yeah, but you don't remember his like rookie playoff run. Um, you don't remember. I'm when... not saying that. Like, I'm saying that the eye test is means more than just an accolade. That's no, skewed. I because he like, should have listen. He because the really all NBA because the all NBA is is it like monetary based now? Uh, right. Because it's monetary based too. Because oh, that goes, yeah. So oh, like shit. that shit matters. That's why it's like a huge. That's that's also one of the reasons why Rudy, fair, Gobert, yeah. Rudy Gobert makes as much money. You have to if you make the team like you're eligible for like a super. It's not super max. I think you're eligible for a max. It's one of the criteria for super max. Like it, 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 if you make like a, a all NBA team, like you have less things to do to, to get the super max. Yeah. Yeah, I hate I hate saying this, but Rudy Gobert, if he just gets a ring, he has a Hall of Fame like caliber type resume right here. Okay, I can believe that. Six defensive first teams, three defensive player of the years. He's got all NBA teams now, and he's an all-star. Jesus, man. I don't want to see that shit. Uh, we can move anyway, yeah. yeah, we can move on. So I was going to do like uh, the trades the, to other teams? The non-trades, yeah. So yeah. do you want to start, Logan? You can start with our non-Nick um, trade <clears throat> ideas. 
I mean, yeah, I'm looking at the the same article that you were looking at earlier, but um, the the Cavaliers one stuck out to me. I like the Karis mm-hmm. LeVert, Okoro, Sexton, um, 2025, 27, and 29 first round picks for Donovan Mitchell. Um, that's I don't know how that is for Cleveland because like on one hand they have Garland, they have Mitchell. That's a really good backcourt. Um, they have no. Oh, I forgot they drafted a wing, right? Who? Uh, Cleveland. They got that dude from Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abaji. Uh, yeah. Abaji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess they're fine. Just gotta like fill out the roster, but that's good. That's good for both teams. Cleveland looks like if they get Mitchell, they're definitely gonna be a good team for the next uh, coming years, mm-hmm. especially with Mobley there too. My God. Right. And um, that's good for Utah. Actually, it's not good for Utah if they want to get picks. Because that's just three first rounders. Um, I don't know if they see something in Colin Sexton. And now I think about it, Sexton and Clarkson sharing the court sounds kind of scary. Like that's not good. Uh, <laughs> a lot of chucking. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if Utah would do this, but if they do, it's it's a pretty solid trade for Cleveland. Nick, do you have a non-trade idea or non-Nick trade idea rather? Yeah, I have a few. Uh, my first one was kind of. Uh, Maybe Donovan, well, kind of similar to Cleveland. I, I wanted to look for teams where, like, they weren't, you know, they were kind of in the middle of the pack where, like, Donovan could make a real difference for them. And, you know, they, they still had some young guys and some young picks to, to offer uh, uh, Utah. One of them I ended up going with was the Pelicans. I, I, I think, like, building something around CJ plus picks and, like, filler, or maybe, like, throwing in, like, a Herbert Jones or a Jack and Hayes, maybe not totally, like, appealing on, on paper or, like, on first uh, glance to Utah, but, like, they CJ only has two years left on his deal. They can easily move him again or wave or, or, or uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, move off of him and then kind of focus on those picks. And then, you know, Donovan, Zion, and Brandon Ingram, that, that, that'd be a hell of a team for, for the Pelicans. All right. Damn, some of these trades are crazy, bro. Oh my <clears throat> lord! I was actually, you know, <laughs> the Lakers. I, I really wish he didn't say the um, the Pelicans one. I was actually gonna say Pelicans one. <laughs> what, what, what did it say from the article? What, 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 what no, it was basically it was basically um, CJ McCollum, uh, Devontae Graham, and like I think two first round picks or something of that nature. It's not like I think they're gonna have to throw in another wing, but right. right, right. Um, I also I also have the Raptors just because I, I they're probably waiting for Kevin Durant because they did that's probably a much, a much more oh, yeah. enticing uh, oh, package, yeah. but like they they are they were they're a middle of the pack team you know like could you know pairing Don and Mitchell with like Fred VanVleet and Pascal take him to the next step I don't know maybe so like something with Scotty Barnes plus picks and whoever like I don't know if that's enough to like in, to improve the Raptors to warrant them to make that move which is something another possible destination. I like that. I like that the, the Raptors uh, would get in on the in the conversation. Like they have here listed OG, Achua, Dad Young, 2025, 27, 29 first round picks and 2028 pick swap. I think it's a little bit too much. Right. I is this like but they Toronto has already showed that they can get a small backcourt to work. So right. And win a chip. Um well they need yeah, they need rim protectors too. Yeah, that's the other thing. They do need uh they would need another like four and five. I but I kind of trust them to find it. Yeah. Well they they, they have it in, like Chris Boucher's a good rim protector. He's just small. They need like a legit like big guy. Like they had Ibaka and they had um Gasol in their championship run. Yeah. Gasol was so good during that championship. Yeah, run. my god. I saw him lock up and beat. I was like, oh man, dude. And then he fell off after that. 
I mean, he's like old. I'm not going to yeah, hold yeah. that shit against him, you ages <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll give you, I'll leave, I'll leave the Donovan Mitchell conversation <clears throat> with this thought uh, or a question, rather. Do you guys believe it takes to August or we're going to see something sooner? Sooner. I might even say like September, October. You know, I, I Yo, really hope. What? I really hope Leon just like leaves him on like call uh, call waiting until like he Ainge caves to something like more reasonable. Because it, it'd be really nice to just like get away from this. Like I, I really hate this narrative, but like oh, Knicks have like no leverage, no leverage. We're gonna give him everything for for Don Mitchell. So it'd be really satisfying <clears throat> if it's like IQ Fournier in like three picks. Like that that would that would feel really good. I don't know, man. I mean, anyone have faith is going to happen during the episode? No. No, no faith. No <laughs> I don't faith know, man. whatsoever. I keep refreshing I Twitter so. as you guys talk. <laughs> yeah, me too. No way. Nothing. Nothing. I don't know. Maybe. There's a lot of reports saying that like we're going to get him, but you know what it is? The media is going to make all these reports that we're going to get him. We're going to end up not getting him, and the media is going to like look at us like we're fucking like idiots. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, my That's God. so annoying, yeah. The second he goes to a different team, it's like, oh, the Knicks had the best package and they didn't offer it. Like, what is, what is Leroy, Leroy or, Rose doing? Yeah. <laughs> or it's the Knicks' fault or some shit like that. Like, no, we did yeah. everything we could. All right. Yeah. Uh, I had two different – I wanted to give a, a mention. I don't know. We mentioned, obviously, before the pod started, but – um. Uh, the media's portrayal of the Knicks, I think, has started to go a little too haywire. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with going on in like ESPN and other shit. If you've been paying attention, mm-hmm. um, I think it's bullshit. I think that like this is why they've been banned. Like, like I guess maybe it's out of spite that they've started to like just use the Knicks as more and more hammer pieces. And granted, yeah, like. They obviously haven't been good, so it warrants the criticism, but it just seems a bit over the top. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know, man. I I actually don't mind that they've been that they've been banned from the um from the media conference for Donovan Mitchell. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it, it definitely feels like they're like on a crusade to uh attack the Knicks for you know banning certain media personnel from like big uh events. But at the same time, like, uh, you know, beat writers are allowed at events like practice and other like media pre-game or post-game stuff. Uh, the only like ban- the only people I know that are banned specifically are like tabloid Bondi stuff. Who like are they're going to ask baiting and annoying questions anyway? So like, I'm not really mad that they're not allowed there. I understand like the media being frustrated. Leon Rose and company hasn't answered questions since being hired. But again, like that's their prerogative. They can do whatever they want. And I, it's not like hurting Knicks fans not to hear Leon Rose. We're going to just hate like really like basic media answers. Uh, it's like the same bullshit questions over and over again. So I, I understand it to some degree, you know, but at the same time, it's not a big deal to me. You're not a Mark Berman fan? No, no, no. <laughs> Dude, I'm pretty sure Mark put out some hit. Yeah, Mark put out some hit piece like the other day and then I think yesterday. And <laughs> Mitchell Robinson <laughs> like retweeted him and went right. just, bourbon relax relax yeah 
Uh, Logan, I was going to ask you about your uh, opinion of how the media portrays the Knicks. Uh, specifically, this is like hmm. come more to light because of how they were banned pretty much from the Knicks press conference for the introduction of Donovan Mitchell. So I wanted to ask you, like, what are uh, you? Jalen Brunson. We do not have. Oh, Jalen Brunson. Donovan Mitchell. Forty and slip. Forty and slip. Forty and slip. I think that's also one of the reasons why they were banned, though. I think they were going to badger him about playing with Donovan Mitchell. Well, it's not even like this. This isn't the first time they've been banned. Like, they're like for, for any event, Leon Rose and, and like management has been at. There's been no press conference, uh, uh, press coverage at all. But like for like 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 beat writers are allowed to practice. They're allowed to pre and post game and like regular stuff like that. Where like Leon Rose wouldn't be available. So I, I just think it's for those specific events. Like they're not allowed. So then, Logan, mm-hmm. with that in mind, like, what is your opinion? Do you think? The criticism is warranted. Like the Knicks should open up and be more inclusive, um, uh, exclusive with the media. Or do you think that like this kind of like quote unquote media blackout where they don't let like tabloids like the New York Daily News and like the New York Post like come in and create hit pieces are better? Maybe I'm leading you on with those <laughs> with those narratives. <laughs> in mind. But um, um, so personally, I don't like the media that much. I, I like what they try to do. <clears throat> I just hate that they, the way they do it. Right. So like with that being said, I think the Knicks should at least give the media some time, like a respectable amount of time. But they shouldn't be obliged to like let them inside like the building and all that stuff. Like they, they, they have it. If they want to be ex- like, um, like if they don't want the media in their face, in certain times that's that that should be fine but the knicks do have to give the media some sort of time too bruh there is a, <laughs> the new york daily post like when david fisdale was the coach had a whole ass article about his, fisdale's wife bro like, what are we doing New York Knicks coach is already winner off the court what are <laughs> we doing this is why you don't get covered bro <sighs> get better writers that's than uh, too. excellent sports journalism right there of course you gotta love it you that's gotta your media it. bro yeah media's finest uh, is there anything else we cover? um i mean there's some other stuff Ready to bash the nets anyone no not really there's nothing else i could like what else are you gonna say about these guys man like the yeah. fact of the matter is like nothing is going to happen nobody like we thought the Donovan Mitchell package was going to be bad. No one's got anything for KD because of their astronomical price that the Nets are asking for. Mm-hmm. Like the only th- team that I think realistically could get them now is probably Toronto. Like Phoenix is out of the picture. So yeah, who else? Unless somebody else has got a team quick, like before we start um, Nick's segment. Like, is there a team you guys can think of that can go after either either guys? Like we every day. Or every other day, we hear Kyrie Irving to the Lakers, and it's just like, nah, like it's not yeah, gonna happen. Like they don't want to do the deal; they don't want to put in the picks unless they. I don't know. Something has to happen. Something, some type of, some type of catalyst has to happen for them to finally be like, fuck it, we need to get rid of this Westbrook contract. We need to bring in Kyrie Irving. Like something has to give for this Lakers front office to finally give in those like what is it twenty twenty seven twenty twenty nine first round picks, I believe. To finally put those in. So that being saying, like, do you guys have any thoughts or like we have like I I see it on the dock, but like how much more do you want to say? 
about this because nobody wants them. Nobody is right. wanting them. These are some of the two premier players in our league, and nobody wants them, or nobody has what the package to get them. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think for the Nets in general, they need stability because this whole KD Kyrie thing is off balance, and it's just like it's really stressful because there's no consistent. We don't know what the roster is going to look like next year. Mm. You know, most likely KD and Kyrie stay. Or at least KD does, um, but like we don't even know that. Like we could see KD get traded for like like through the Raptors, for example. But I would say, um, given what they have, I'd say just try to build around Ben Simmons. <clears throat> um, like yeah, just like get like young talent, draft picks. What? Nah, nothing. I was gonna say okay, save okay. it for like next thing. I thought we we're doing that now. No, no, no. I was going to let him start. Oh, shoot. I, thought, I just I wanted to hear you. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the trade. That's all. Oh, Wait. but it's okay. okay, okay. It's okay. I, I wanted you to save your thoughts. No, no yeah, worries. yeah, yeah. Okay, no, okay, no worries. Okay. I just wanted to hear whether or not like, because like nothing. I thought else we were on next thing for a sec. I thought like you guys no, started. No, not yet. Was... Not yet. No, right. he's going to talk, bro. I'm not going to talk. Okay. Um, But yeah, like I'll ask you, Nick, is there a trade? Like, do you see like realistically, do you see like a trade? Before, like, obviously, we'll, we'll probably touch upon it when we talk about the Nets in your segment. But, like, is there a trade for you, like, or that's coming in the next, like, week, month, before the cal- start of the new calendar NBA year? Honestly, I don't think so. I, I forget it. Maybe, like, um, Zach Stowe's pod was talking about it. Because, like, it, it, Durant has a four-year deal. It's so unheard of to, like, try to trade someone at that caliber that early in their deal like, like that, that is just on top of like how go bear trade kind of mess with the market like having to like oh I, I, we're gonna get a top five NBA player <clears throat> on a, like a four-year deal like that's, that's, that's all screwing up the value in that trade so I, I, at this point i feel like brooklyn's gonna stay packed because like they're not gonna get anything of a reasonable value back for kevin durant yeah i think uh, i i i agree it's it's so high that they're asking price uh, with that being said, Nick, take over. Let's go. All right. So we we did most of the East last time. We're going to return back to the dog's dream sheet of contention and kind of rattle off the remaining uh, teams in the East that we missed. Good solid defenders. Nice passing. Prigioni up top. Harley Jr. puts it up. 